With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Was very telling when the moment when you found out you were in the team for the squad for the squad uh, for the series that you were quite emotional. Can you talk us through? Um, yeah, I was. You know, I was. Um, you know, obviously um, six months ago, I sort of lost my contract and and was left out of the test team and didn't know what to. Um, you know, what the sort of future held at this level. But um, as I said, I just sort of went away and just wanted to have, enjoy myself and obviously when I did get picked again um, yeah, it was emotional but um, as I said it's been a lot of fun over this last six weeks and to be a part of an Ashes series is, um, yeah, it's been very special You're eight years apart um, as brothers but have you always been as close as what you seem to be? Nah, sure not <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was pretty cheeky growing up so we didn't really get along um, wasn't until I matured. Started getting a bit taller than me, so. And then I got taller than him, yeah, and I was a bit stronger. Back, backed off a bit. <laughs> but yeah, we've certainly become uh, best mates over the last sort of 10 years. That was my fault. Um, <laughs> I think um, motions sort of got better on me, and um, I sort of uh, just wanted to give him a hug, and um, I saw, his, saw him starting, starting to celebrate, and um, sort of lost all concept of, of where the ball was and what was happening with the ball, and. Um, sort of pushed me off and said you better get to the other end but um, <laughs> thankfully it all worked out well and uh, I was just very happy for him. My take was I pretty much went for the high five and Sean went for the hug and we somewhere just 
parked in the middle and had a quick split second of panic <laughs> and then hugged again after that. Welcome to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp cricket podcast. That was Sean and Mitch Marsh talking about their brilliant centuries at the SCG today. And I'm here with Ben Horn on a day of Aussie dominance where they really ground England into the dirt, finishing seven for 649 declared. England four for 93 in their second innings. 210 behind and just a real day of Aussie dominance, Ben. Yeah, it was uh, kind of uh, felt like cruel and unusual punishment for most of the day when Australia just scored more and more runs and kept England out there for longer and longer and the you know the heat that according to thermometers out there was pushing the late 50s, which is quite remarkable. But yeah, look, England are completely gone in this test match and in the series and Australia just went about rubbing it in. They only need six wickets tomorrow. Um, it's going to take something very, very special from Joe Root to uh, get England out of jail. Yeah, and I think the big story today was Sean and Mitch Marsh scoring centuries. They've become the third Aussie brothers to score centuries in the same innings of a test match. Uh, Sean went there first, then Mitch followed him. And we saw a, a really funny moment where... Sean got so emotional when he saw his younger brother bring up his century. He he stopped running to give him a hug before the ball had actually got to the boundary. And he, it didn't go to the boundary and he could have been run out. Uh, something really funny you don't see very often. Yeah, I guess it just showed. I mean, they the reactions of both of them to, you know, the other one's century was, you know, they, it meant more to them. Um, that The brother's century meant more to them than, than, the, than their own one. So... It, they've had a pretty emotional summer. I mean, neither thought they were going to play any part in this series. Sean probably felt like he'd never get another test match again. So uh, it's, it, it was a great way to finish the series uh, for them and a very touching moment. And in complete contrast, I guess, to one of the other brothers that you're referring to, man, is the, the War Brothers famously barely made any physical contact at all, would barely look at each other, let alone shake hands. Well, I think that the, the age difference between Sean and Mitch, I think an eight-year difference, probably they don't have the same relationship of the twins. But, yeah, it was very emotional. And I think, you know, Sean Marsh almost seemed to tear up in the press conference at time talking about seeing his little brother. So it was just a great moment. And I just wonder how Jeff Marsh is feeling, who's known to be such a proud dad. That must have been just a, a really special moment for Jeff Marsh. Marsh, uh, seeing both his boys score centuries in an Ashes. Tim Payne came in and stroked 38, not out. And Tim Payne has been one of the picks, maybe not just of this summer, but of any summer. Can you think of a wicketkeeper to go through five tests? And I think one mistake he's made, which was a drop catch in Brisbane. It's extraordinary. And when he's looked good with the bat. You know, you can criticise selectors for some things, but this really is one hell of a pick. Absolutely, yeah. It's been an inspired choice. He's been excellent. Yeah, like you say, aside from that one sort of obvious mistake in Brisbane, I guess it's maybe just been little subtle things here and there, but otherwise he hasn't put a foot wrong and he sort of brought a real energy to the team and I guess they were pretty soft runs today in the sense that England were already... already uh, cooked. Out, out Literally the cooked in this, this yeah. today. But, they were roasting. Yeah, but every time he's barely failed with the bat either, so... Um, you know that bodes well for you know for for the series coming up in South Africa and possibly for the next eighteen months. I mean, if you look at his selection in the one day team, it would suggest that Australia feel like he's very much going to be still part of plans in two thousand and nineteen when 
there's a return Ashes series and, and a World Cup. So Tim Payne might be um, on the wrong side of 30, but I think he's he's got a couple of solid years left ahead of him. Now, what did stick out for me from the press conference after the game was the English assistant coach, Paul Fabrice, said that his team and felt that Nathan Lyon was the second most important player behind Steve Smith in this series. And we saw Nathan Lyon take two wickets today. And there's a real chance Nathan Lyon could go through England tomorrow and, and finish this series with a bag full of wickets in the last innings. And probably good reward for a really good summer from Lyon if he could finish with a fifer in this innings. Yeah, he looks like he's going to be the, the key man. He picked up two great wickets tonight, particularly the ball to Alistair Cook was um, was pretty special. It's a very interesting point that Firebrace makes. I mean, if you look at the Australian attack, they've all basically even. I think um, uh, Stark's got 22 wickets. The other three have 20 apiece. Stark in one less test. <coughs> Stark in one less test. Yeah, so that, that's quite a you know even spread, isn't it? But with, um, but with Lyon, Firebrace's point was... He's allowed the quicks to, to combine in that kind of way because he's allowed them to rest while still taking wickets. And, you know, often teams try and get on top of the spinner, but Lyon hasn't let that happen. So I think it's, it's a fair point, particularly in the first two tests, Lyon was outstanding. And finally, Gideon Brooks from uh, the UK Press Corps tweeted out that Australia, he thinks, have dropped up to 14 catches this summer to England's five. I don't think Australia can continue to drop top-order batsmen heading to South Africa. That's something they need to work out who's going to field in slips. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there did appear to be a problem today with uh, Sean Marsh standing far too wide. Um, If he was standing closer to Tim Payne, that might have been avoided. And uh, I saw someone point out that um, perhaps Tim Payne, to the the left-handed batsman, perhaps doesn't dive as far or cover as much ground uh, as he does on the other side of the wicket. So, um, yeah, there's a few things there for Australia to work on. It's been pretty scrappy overall. Well, listeners, as the sun sets at the SCG, we will end this podcast with the exciting prospect of Australia going 4-0 up to finish this series tomorrow. And in some uh, history repeating itself, it would be the first time that scoreline has been seen in an Ashes since 1989 when Jeff Marsh and Alan Border led a ticket tape parade down uh, George Street in Sydney after they regained the Ashes in England and some symmetry to have the Marsh brothers integral in a 4-0 result again. So listeners, we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up Day 5 of the SCG Test. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Manus. Cheers, mate.